they say you're living good Pretty lawns with fancy landscapes She stares ahead with a blank gaze In her lovely neighborhood Where the living is good Good afternoon and welcome to Reverse Your Thinking. I'm your host, Mark Gertz. I'm a mortgage broker and a certified uh, reverse mortgage specialist and a um, divorce mortgage specialist as well. And um, I'm here to talk to you about finance, money, uh, planning, and lots of other things that we're going to try to help you reverse your thinking about. We span the gamut from uh, one end to the other. Nothing is off the table. Nothing is out of limits. And we're willing to go wherever you want to go. So don't forget, you can give us a call at 951-922-3532, and you can steer this program if that's indeed what you want to do. In lieu of that, uh, I want to talk uh, to you guys about something. How many of you would like me to put $80,000 in your pocket? Come on, don't be shy. How, how many people want $80,000? All right. Well, I, I want to I show you, I want to share with you how you can get up to $80,000 with no strings attached, especially if you've had hardship during COVID. Now, I know you've probably heard lots of ads on the radio. If you're a small business, you can get money uh, for uh, employee salaries and all of that. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking to you strictly as a homeowner. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care how you make your money. I don't care almost how much money you make. The only criteria for this to begin with is that you have to own a home. Now, what I'm talking about is what's known as the California Mortgage Relief Program. All right. This is a program that was funded by the federal government during the COVID pandemic. And even though the Biden administration has said that the pandemic is over, the money is still there. And guess what? They're having a problem. They can't get rid of it fast enough because people are not applying for it, because people don't even know, even number one, they're not sure that it exists. Number two, if they do know that it exists, they think it's a, a, a joke or a, or a ripoff or something. And, and number three, they're not even calling in to see if they qualify. You are not calling in to see if you qualify. And it doesn't matter where you live in the state of California, you could potentially be eligible. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, this is another handout for, for poor people, all right? This is, another, this is another program to help people that are destitute and uh, don't have any money or are living below the poverty level. Uh, this can help them too, but that's not where it starts. Let me tell you what I mean. Under federal law, households earning up to 150% of the median income in their county who suffer a pandemic-related financial hardship are eligible for up to $80,000 of past due mortgage payments and up to $20,000 for missed property tax payments. Did you hear me? That's up to $100,000. And according to the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, 150% of the median income in Los Angeles County last year in 2022 was, now hear me, $125,100 for a single individual. If you are single and you earned less 
than $125,101 in 2022, and you own a house, and you're behind on your mortgage or your property taxes, you're eligible for this program. That's right. If you suffered COVID-related hardships that put you behind on your property taxes or your homeowners, not your homeowners insurance, I'm sorry, on your mortgage payment, you are eligible for up to $100,000, not of a loan, not of a grant that you have to pay back, but a government COVID-related handout that was approved Congress and the Biden administration. And if you're a family of four, if you earned under $178,650, under $179,000, and you're a family of four, you could be eligible for up to $100,000 of mortgage and property tax relief with this program in the state of California. And if you're listening to me from a different state, they've got programs too. Stay tuned right here. We're going to be right back in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to tell you how you can reach out and find out if you can get access to this money to get your mortgage and your taxes current. This is Mark Gertz. You're listening to Reverse Your Thinking. Welcome back. You're listening to Reverse Your Thinking. I'm your host, Mark Gertz. So before the break, we were talking about the California Mortgage Relief Program, which has money to give away, literally, literally to give away up to $80,000 for per homeowner if you're behind on your mortgage payments and up to $20,000 if you're behind on property taxes and it's COVID related. Now, I hear some of you saying, yeah, I looked into that a year or so ago, but I don't own a single family house. That program is only good for people that own single family homes. And I've got a triplex or a quad. Well, guess what? Guess what? They've extended it. Initially, that was the case. Now, aid will be available to people whose primary residence includes up to four units. See my fingers? For those of you on the internet, four units, such as a duplex, a quad, or a house with an an accessory dwelling unit. So even if you have a single family house and you put up an ADU so that it's now a duplex, you are now eligible to apply for this money. People aren't doing it. They've got money and nobody's, it's like that old expression, you know, what, 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 if, what if they had a war and nobody came? Well, right now they've got money and nobody's applying for it. Where you apply for it is on, now hear me out, if you're driving, pull over on the side of the road, all right, or record me on your phone, camortgagerelief.org, C-A-Mortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E, Relief, R-E-L-I-E-F dot O-R-G, all right? If you need help filling out, you can call the program's contact center, write down this phone number. 888-840-2594, 888-840-2594. Assistance is available in English and Spanish. Si, habla espanol. You can apply for this money up to $80,000, all right, to, to get your mortgage current 
and 20,000 to get your property taxes current, all right? If you don't have access to the internet or a computer, you can ask a housing counselor to assist you. They will assist you to fill out the paperwork, all right? I don't know how else to make it easier for you folks. There's, there's money here. There's money in them thar hills. 800-569-4287, all right? The Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development will give you a counselor, 800-569-4287. And you may also get help from the company servicing your mortgage, all right? If you're behind on the mortgage, last but not least, you can call your mortgage company and say, how do I apply for this relief program? And they will help you. Why will you? Why do you think they will help you? Because you're up to $80,000 behind on your mortgage payments, and here is a way for them to get their money, okay? What does this cost you? Nothing. A little bit of time, all right? A tiny bit of aggravation, maybe, but you can get your mortgage caught up, get back on track, all right? So we just put eighty dollars to $100,000 in your pockets. That's what we just did if it applies to you, if you own a home and you're behind on your taxes or your insurance. I want to talk to you, I want to digress, and I want to talk to you about paying for aging in place. One of the certifications I have is a certified aging in place counselor. I'm actually accredited by the National Home Builders Association as an aging in place counselor. And I want to put this in perspective for you. When we raise kids, when you have children, all right, when you have babies, you, you put gates up, right? You put gates up because you can't trust them to not fall down the stairs, all right? You put little things in the outlets to make sure they don't stick their fingers in the outlets, right? And then they get old enough and they stop doing stuff like that. And then they get on bicycles and we insist that they wear helmets so that when they crash into things, they don't, they don't crack their heads wide open, right? And then we become adults and we get into cars, all right? And, and we're supposed to drive properly so we don't crash into other people. And then we get older. And you know what? Things change. Maybe they don't change right away. But then you get into your 60s and your 70s and your 80s. And no, it's not like being three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, but it certainly is different than being 20, 30, or 40. So sometimes your balance gets a little different. Sometimes it's harder to pick your legs up and walk into places. Sometimes you feel a little unsteady and you need to grab onto something to hold on to. And I can't tell you how many people and couples that I have spoken to in my career, particularly in, in regard to reverse mortgages, who want to age in place, but they don't accept the reality that when you're in your 70s and 80s, you need to set your home up in a different kind of way. All right? And, and you do. And you need to figure out a way to fund that. And one of the options for that is to look into a reverse mortgage, which is one of my specialties. And you're always welcome to call my office, 310-447-5266, if you want to talk about using a reverse mortgage to help you age in place. But what I'm trying to say to you is, when you start talking to your financial counselors about aging in place and doing those things, you have to take the position that you're going to have to change the way the house looks in order for you to stay there safely. I want to cover this a little bit more, all right? We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest, and later on in the show, we're going to go back over this, but stay with us. I promise you, the guest that's coming on is going to deal with things that you don't want to talk about. 
This is Reverse Your Thinking. I'm your host, Mark Gertz. back on Reverse Your Thinking. I'm your host, Mark Gertz, and it's my pleasure to uh, introduce to you Helen Shearer Diamond. Helen is the Community Outreach Director for Fisher Funeral Care and Dressler's Funeral Care. Her goal is to protect individuals and help protect uh, them and their loved ones on the worst day of their life when a loved one has died. She knows of many hardships and issues that can occur and wants to share information with you to alleviate these potential problems. Welcome, Helen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I'm passionate about being here. Oh, well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Maybe you could explain to us before we uh, uh, dig in any deeper, what exactly does a community outreach director for a funeral home do? I actually try to network and get the different business organizations to understand that I help with pre-planning for families and individuals. So everybody is a referral to me. And that's because you we don't know, which is that we're all going to die one day, right? Correct. And okay. I really try to help people understand and face their mortality, gotcha. not in denial. Okay. Well, I, I guess then we're not going to refer you to any vampires because they they probably they, they probably would not not be that interested. But seriously, when you talk about I know we spoke, and when, when you talk about, right, facing the unthinkable, that's got to be something more than death because, you know, we, we all know that's going to happen. So, so what do you mean by that? I want people to avoid crisis mode by doing their due diligence ahead of time. I know we all should face mortality and not be in denial because we will die one day, just like we talk about. But the biggest thing is to actually face the different problems that we have in our life and try to avoid it. Try to know and do your homework ahead of time. My biggest thing with talking about pre-planning is literally that people don't want to do it. They don't even want to have the conversation with their family members. And that's not good. And a lot of us don't even have family. We have to understand that we can turn to friends to help us. And the art of asking for help is a published a document that I wrote. It's a poem. If anybody would like it, I'd be happy to share it. It's just facing the different problems, not letting them fester and making sure they go to avoid crisis mode. Now, in financial planning, we call that being uh, proactive. Are, are you talking about the same type of thing? Exactly. Okay. Very much being proactive for yourself because you know what you want or don't want. You know who can help you or can help you. Well, a lot of people, I, I would say the great majority of people have, have a hard time facing their own mortality, okay? Would, would you agree with that? Totally agree with that. So, so how do we get people over that? How... We have to uh, be educated, know their choices in life. It doesn't matter if you don't want to face the fact that you might die you need to start facing the fact, just like you mentioned, about your home and the problems that could occur, not just for um, the problems of falling on a 
rug, but the idea that you might need a grab bar because you're not so steady in a bathtub or your shower. The idea for me is to make people face the unthinkable and avoid crisis mode by recognizing that a stroke could happen, dementia could happen, mm -hmm. anything could happen. So do your due diligence. Do you have your estate planning documents done? Are you planning to be buried? Or are you planning to be entombed or cremated? It doesn't matter whether you're going to face the mortality. It also is your life ahead of time as we're getting older. That's why I'm an advocate for National Aging in Place Council. They're really trying to get people to see the different pillars of life where mm -hmm. you have to plan ahead. Sure. Well, okay. So... Um... How does, how does, how does somebody, well, let me put it this way. Who, who asks about pre-planning a funeral? Pre-planning a funeral is something that people are proactive about. Does the phone ring or is it something that you sort of have to go out and, and educate people about and, and sort of um, uh, start the conversation for them? That's a great question, Mark. I really want people to recognize they need to be educated whether they want to be or they don't want to be, whether they want their kids to be or they don't want their kids to be, whether they want their friends to be or they don't want their friends to be. I actually deal with couples and individuals that have reached out to me, uh, whether they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Today, I had met with a couple that's in their 90s. They finally are facing their mortality. The whole idea is people have to know that when they care, about themselves and what they want, mm -hmm. when they care about their loved ones or their friends who are going to take care of them. When they care, that's when they'll start to grow up and reach out. They need to avoid their own crisis mode, but they really need to see what those crisis modes could be. Mm -hmm. They're not even going to face the fact that they could maybe one day have dementia it's very difficult to get them to face the fact of their mortality. I just want to try to help people plan ahead no matter what age. I was 28 years old and lost both parents within three years of each other. Mm -hmm. My mom died of complications of breast cancer. My dad died of a second massive heart attack. Do you think that they thought they would die in their 50s? My brother was 25. I was 28. My parents were immigrants. They had done all their legal documents, all their pre-planning for their funerals. I was just so proud of them. And that's why I got in this industry and I'm very passionate and I'm trying to help people learn that anything could happen. It, it's, it's interesting listening to you talk because it, it almost sounds like what you're saying is that, uh, pre-planning funeral arrangements and end-of-life arrangements is not something that's um, selfish. It's something that's that's selfless. It's not Beautiful. so much about you. It's about the people that you leave behind. Am, am I hearing you correctly? That's exactly right. When you grow up, you realize that the people that are left behind are going to clean up your mess if you haven't cleaned up your own mess ahead of time. Mm doesn't have to be a problem. It literally just has to be paperwork. 
It has to be recognizing that maybe you can finance it. Maybe you know the resources of the people that you trust. And Mark, the biggest thing is sometimes those people we were counting on to help us aren't there. They mm. might have died. And so I just love to tell people, please plan ahead. It's easy to procrastinate, but it's very simple to do the paperwork that you want to put in writing that you might be able to finance yourself and not leave the mess behind for your loved ones to make all your decisions. Well, you know, um, I, I've heard, I mean, it, it's, not like, it's not like I have the conversation with people like, hey, what are you planning on doing after you die? Um, every day of the week, but but sometimes that com that conversation comes up, and and I would have to say that more than fifty percent of the time, when you ask people questions about what they want to happen with their remains after they die, they don't really know. Um, you know, they, they they're they're unsure. Is there is there any type of formula or any type of um, track that can help people to um, to figure that out? Yes, and that's a great question, Mark, because you should know your own options in life and the whole idea of whether, you know, things happen ahead of time or what we call at need. Just so I can clarify, I'm a Georgia insurance licensed agent in life and health. You can ask any of your funeral homes to help you pre-plan Hopefully, they'll direct you to somebody like me. The whole idea about pre-planning is knowing what you want ahead of time, and that's the difficult part. Right. So what you're asking is, know whether you want to be buried. Know whether you want to be entombed in a mausoleum. Know whether you want to be cremated. Know whether you want your ashes to be in a burial site or a niche. That's what I educate people about. I'm not trying to scare. What I try to make people do is be aware and just know their options. And it's the same thing like you're trying to do with telling people ahead of time about aging in place. Mm -hmm. The idea is to know all of the resources, the people you trust, who can you turn to to help you? And a lot of the times we're getting older and the people that we thought would be there for us are not there. So just to do things ahead of time, put it in writing. If you can pay the funeral home ahead of time, that's great. If you can pay for your cemetery plots or your mausoleum crypt or your uh, your cremain niche ahead of time, do it because mm -hmm. it's what you want. It's not what your loved ones or your powers of attorney want for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, um, I, I talked with a financial planner um, some weeks back uh, about the fact that um, as part of retirement planning, I, I felt that it, it was important that uh, people take a tour of a... Um, um, of an assisted living facility or a nursing home, because um, so many people say they want to age in place, but if you ask them why, um, they they can't really explain it. All, all they know is the idea of being an assisted living or in a nursing home scares them. 
You know, right. that, that, I don't want to be in that place, but they've never been in that place, you know? And, and it almost sounds, it almost sounds like um, that what you're talking about is that people should sort of take a, pardon the expression, take a death tour um, of, of all of these different options uh, for their remains uh, so that they can make an intelligent decision about which one appeals to them. What do you Correct. think about that? I love it. And I love first to direct to what you said about the senior communities. People have to recognize that there are differences. And if something, gosh forbid, would happen and suddenly there was a spouse or a brother or a sister or a nephew or a parent that had dementia, you got to know the differences in these communities. So thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. That's so important. We don't want to be away from our loved ones. However, do you know that senior communities have sometimes wings or buildings that are for the assisted living and the memory care? Also the independent locations, the independent communities. You can move from one location to another because you need the help, not because you're gonna get dementia or senility, but because the spouse might suddenly have it. Know ahead of time what your options are. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Thank you so much. When you go to a funeral home, we give tours so that the people feel comfortable looking at a casket. It's scary. It you know? is. And do you know the difference between a casket that goes in the ground versus a casket that goes in the entombment of a mausoleum? Or do you know that the cremains of your ashes go into a niche or in the ground, or they can even go with your spouse in the entombed crypt? Mm -hmm. The differences, please forgive me. The differences are your options and it should be what you want. May I share a story about a family? Please. We had a family at some point at the cemetery where four children showed up with the cremains of their mom and they wanted to put all the cremains together and bury because they finally recognized their mother wanted to be buried. It should have been what the mother wanted, not what the children did to her. Uh, okay. I'm passionate about saying you have your own rights that's why you put it in writing. It's, it's to help the loved ones know what you want. So what, what happened with that family? What was the resolution there? They put all the cremains together in one urn and they put the urn in the ground where the mother wanted to be buried to begin with. Okay. Um, and and how, did they find, how did they find that out? Did something come out after the fact? That's another thing that I could lead to with estate planning attorneys. Make sure you got your legal documents and make sure you got your wills and your trusts and your powers of attorney for finances and your powers of attorney for health care. And make sure somebody knows where they are, not show up years later. Gotcha. Gotcha. A lot of people put those things in safe deposit boxes. Is that a good idea in your opinion? Um, I really don't have an opinion of exactly where they should be. It should mm -hmm. be where you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
You've got a safety deposit box that's beautiful, but make sure someone knows where the key is. Yeah, that's a good idea. Someone knows that they're there. Yep. Put it in writing, even in your home. Mm -hmm. Also believe in a safety box at home, a fireproof one. Uh -huh. There are many organizations that actually will give you one because really? they want you protected, similar to you know, having those documents protected. What, One what, minute. What organizations are, are like that? It might be like, and I shouldn't say, but AAA or AARP, travel places. And I do want to bring up, Mark, if it's okay with this one minute. Please. Passionate about the Inman Travel Plan Protection coverage that I offer because if people will start facing the fact that they could die on a cruise, on a zip line, hiking, et cetera, and have this plan coverage, then maybe locally they will plan ahead at their local funeral home. Well, that's great. And you know what? When we come back after the break, we can talk a little bit more about that. All right. Thank you. I, I would I would love for our I would love for our audience to to sort of get a, a better uh, vision of, of what that looks like, you know, and, and how that might be able to help them. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Mark. All, right. All right. Stay right with us. We've got Helen Shear, a demon with us and um, she diamond is, diamond. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, and, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to reverse your thinking and I'm your host, Mark Gertz. Stay right there. back you're listening to reverse your thinking i'm your host mark gertz and we're talking to helen shearer diamond helen before the break you, you started talking about where people die that sometimes it's not where you think it's going to happen and and i kind of know what that's what that's like in the sense that i have a client who was married to an eminent surgeon here in los angeles and her husband passed away while they were on a cruise and they had they had no he had nothing in planned it was a terrible situation that we we were able to help them help her out with. But you were talking about solutions to that. Can, can you elaborate for us a little bit more? Thank you. I offer the Inman Travel Plan coverage. And it, if it's okay, I'm going to announce now. No, please. $50 for the coverage for a person for the rest of their life. And they can be brought back domestically and internationally from anywhere in the world. I am such an advocate for my Inman travel plan. The whole idea is we want people to recognize they have to make their own funeral plans in the legal state that they reside, okay? But sometimes things happen. You might know like what you just said about your friend or a client who died on a cruise ship. There are so many issues with the procedures, so many issues with the passport, so many issues with the language. So we're finding that people should plan ahead with their funeral homes mm -hmm. and cemeteries. However, if they're in another country, those countries, they have their consulates, their embassies, et cetera. The procedures are so incredibly intense. 
So we're trying to get people to recognize, to have this coverage, so at least their body could be, be, be brought back to their state of residence. And, and you said that was $50 a month? $450 for the rest of their life. $450 one time? One time. Wow. And okay. travel insurance usually covers illness or injury. People have to start seeing whether they have coverage for death. Uh-huh. The idea of death is having the death certificate, having the coverage to bring back a casket or an urn on an airline. The idea is to find an airline that will bring back a body. Sure. And so Inman Travel is just unbelievable for having that at the back of pre-planning. That's, that's quite remarkable. If somebody is interested in, in uh, looking into that, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? And I can help any U.S. citizen in the United States. They can reach me at my email address, helenshearedimond at gmail.com, or my phone number. They can call 770-289-8964. I can text them my website. I can text them the application form, which is confidential Mm -hmm. and private just be able to help them understand if they'll face their mortality one way about you know if they died uh, traveling or they'll do the right thing for their loved ones in the state residence sounds like a great great program um i i have no doubt that people will check you out for that you know we we were talking a few moments ago about uh, pre-planning and we were talking about uh the idea of taking tours of uh, assisted living and 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 funeral homes and so so on and so forth and doing all of that with um, the financial planners and retirement planners. I, I was wondering, you know, on, on our sister show, Divorcing Your Mortgage, we talk about divorce and marriage issues and things of that nature. Do you ever have people that incorporate this type of planning, death planning uh, into, uh, what do you call it, uh, prenuptial agreements? That's a good question. And I have to defer. I don't know what the prenuptial. I do understand that the spouse who's left behind with the proceeds, they sometimes ask for a financial planner. Spouse that didn't have their legal documents in place, they'll ask for the estate planning attorney. Mm -hmm. They'll ask for knowing who to contact because they didn't understand powers of attorney or finance versus the medical. But as far as a prenuptial, no, I have to defer because I've never been asked that. It might be interesting from a from a family law point of view, because family law attorneys normally put prenuptials together. I bet I bet incorporating uh in a prenuptial agreement what what the, the new couple uh, wants to have happen if one of them dies would make a lot of sense. It would. Thank you very much. That's a great idea. You know, so- I, um, I I was talking to a friend of mine uh, that I hadn't spoken to in about a year, only a few weeks ago, and she was a little bit depressed. And, and I said, you know, what's going on? And she took a deep breath and she shared with me that um, her daughter-in-law, who was about 35, had passed away in December. She just She just didn't wake up in the morning, just didn't wake up. And uh, I said to her, you know, did they have, you know, a funeral program or did they have life insurance? And she took a deep breath and she said, no, I asked my son about that. And he said they didn't expect to need that for at least 20 more years, you know, and that's always a problem, I'm sure. 
That's a big problem. And I also say when you plan ahead, think of all your life changes. Things mm -hmm. change. So have your legal documents updated. If you move, just maybe check with an attorney and check with the funeral homes if they plans would be accepted. Uh -huh. But please pre-plan because it's your life, no matter where you are in the world, you want to make sure it's handled the way you want to have it handled. Speaking about that, what's the difference between a funeral service and a graveside service? That's a great question. Funeral service is usually a service where sometimes people will want to have it at their place of worship, or it could be at the graveside. When you're doing your funeral planning, it is different to your cemetery planning. And I want people to be educated about that as well. When you're buying cemetery plots or an entombment crypt or a niche, that's different to when you're making your funeral plans. Those funeral plans are through the funeral director who's going to provide the death certificate, close down your social security number, make sure identity thefts covered. And the biggest thing for um, the difference graveside, you can have a funeral service graveside. You're putting it in writing for the funeral home to know what you want, not the cemetery only. I got you. Okay. Well, Helen, it's really been a pleasure to have you come on and talk about um, this topic, which, you know, people tend to avoid instead of, you know, uh, embrace. Um, again, give us that phone number where, where our listeners can reach you if they want to look into uh, any more of these things. Thank you. 770-289-8964. Helen Shearer Diamond, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Reverse Your Thinking. Thank you so much for coming on, and we look forward to seeing you uh, on the show again in the future. You're listening to Reverse Your Thinking. We'll be right back after this. We're back. I'm your host, Mark Gertz. You're listening to Reverse Your Thinking. We just spent the last 20 minutes on this show trying to reverse your thinking about funeral planning. Yep, that's what we that's what we took care of uh, today. I hope you were cringing in your cars, listening uh, to all the things that you need to address before you die. But the one thing that's important to remember is that there's two reasons to plan this. One of them is selfish and the other is selfless. The selfish one is, what do you want to happen to your remains when you're gone? Are you going to make that decision or are you going to let somebody else make it for you and, and then maybe not do what you really had intended? And the selfless part is, why would you want to put somebody in that situation? It's bad enough that we leave people all of our stuff to get rid of, you know? I mean, we, we think that our kids are going to want all of our stuff. They don't. Most of the time, they don't. All right? Why would we want to have them have to make a decision about what to do with our remains. Anyway, that was that was a great a great 20 minutes of material and I, I definitely think we're going to have Helen back. No question about that because it's really important stuff. Moving on, I I want to talk to you about paying for aging in place. This is something that 
very few of us, just like just like paying for funerals and making decisions on that, very few of us make a plan for paying for aging in place. 80% of, of homeowners when asked, or even renters, if when asked what they want to do in retirement, say they want to stay where they are. Now, I believe that a lot of times the reason that they say that is out of ignorance. It seems to make sense on the surface. And to be perfectly frank, as a mortgage broker and a person that specializes in reverse mortgage, a planning for people, a great deal of my business is based upon people having that visceral emotional reaction that they want to stay in their homes for the rest of their life. But the reality is when people take the time to examine their options, to look at an assisted living facility or community, even better than that, uh, a community like the one in um, Laguna Hills, all right, they realize that it's a better life for them. They realize that all of a sudden they have people that they can socialize with, that they're not isolated in their homes, they don't have to drive everywhere, that they're in an environment where if their physical abilities or mental abilities begin to deteriorate, that they they have support, you know? So I highly, I, I can't, I can't stress enough how important it is not to have knee-jerk reactions to things, how important it is to really research. Those of you who are getting ready for retirement or have just retired, don't say you want to age in place without looking at the options. That's like saying you want to be buried at six feet underground without looking at the options. It's the same concept, you know, because if you want to age in place, you, you've got to prepare your house for that because the way you are physically and mentally in your 60s is not necessarily going to be the way you are physically or mentally in your 80s or your 90s. And you have to make plans for those things and you have to fund them. You have to fund them. And one of the things you have to fund is physically adjusting the home that you love to accommodate the new you, right? That just can't get around the same way you did 10 years ago. And not to do that is actually putting yourself at risk. It's putting yourself at risk for uh, falling. How many of you have, have friends or, or know people that fell and broke a hip? And all of a sudden, you know, it created all of this, these problems for them, where if they had had their house designed to accommodate them as they got older, these things wouldn't have happened. They would have been able to age in place and enjoyed that part of their life more than recovering from a fall, an injury of one kind or another. So um, one great way to fund these things is by using reverse mortgages. And that's where I come in. If you need to look at a way, equity in your property, a reverse mortgage is an excellent way to do that without giving up title to your property, without eliminating an estate and an inheritance for your kids. Reverse mortgages are an excellent way to prepare your home to safely age in place safely age in place because you know you and your friends many times are aging together and if you want to have them over you want to bring them into a safe environment and sometimes that requires modifying the way your home looks the same way as you might do it 
when your grandkids can come over, all right? You need to modify certain things so they'll be safe. You need to modify certain things so you'll be safe. Listen, it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you this afternoon. For those of you on your way home, be safe driving home in traffic. Don't turn the dial. Stay with us right here on KMET. I'm Mark Gertz. This is Reverse Your Thinking. Thanks so much for being with us. And we'll be back with you again next week. Where the living is good.